And here we go. Welcome to the Felt Recall Podcast. This is episode number 106, 106 renditions of the world's favorite podcast that the world doesn't know about yet, but it will one day. by tens and tens of people. Over the years. Lots of moms and ex-girlfriends listening right now. Uh, I knew he'd never amount to anything. Here's the proof. Every week. Uh, we do have new episodes every Tuesday for you, wherever you like to get your podcasts. We're going to lean heavy on Anchor. If you're not using Anchor to listen to the podcast, we would definitely encourage that. Uh, here's the reason. Anchor gets us available in a lot of places we weren't available before, like Spotify. So if you get your music on Spotify, you can now listen to the Felt Recall podcast on Spotify. But also with Anchor, if you have an Anchor account and you so care to do so, uh, you can get into Anchor and leave us an audio message, and then we will play it here on the show. We'll answer your questions, uh, your concerns. We will give pause and reflection upon your comments and then make fun of you for them. It'll be, it'll be nice for all of us involved. So we invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast, and definitely please leave a review wherever you'd like to get your podcasts. Reviews help podcasts rank, which means show up better. Um, just like Google does. When you search something on Google, different websites rank different ways. Podcasts do that too. But anyway, we're happy you're here every week for a new podcast every Tuesday morning, wherever you like get your podcasts. We'll be there for you. Okay, going to be uh, a lot to try and pack in here. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. And so we'll just... That's what happens when we only show up to work one day a week. I guess we dive right Yeah, <laughs> You got to get it all in. I've been thinking... If there's interest, I would love to do every morning. Just every morning we riff about the headlines. And we'll, we'll do it live in real time. I have an idea. And it would kind of be like the weekly feel or the daily feeler for what the big stories are that would allow us to compile the weekly big boy show for Felt Recoil. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility. So, so you want us to do the news... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do the news. Okay. Here's the I, I see. I'm Rather serious. Rather than you talk about serious subjects and I just call you a moron like we've been doing. I think that works too. I'm I think just, it works I'm too. just trying to figure out the transition. That's All I'm saying is there's a possibility, there's a maybe, if, if I get the gumption to do it, that in the near future, live in real time every day, I would just do 30 minutes of highlights of the headlines how they all tie together. I think it would be fun. Every day. Been thinking about it. That's all I'm saying. More on that later. Anyway, I do want to tell you. That Should we start calling you Tucker Vermillion? <laughs> coming for you, Tucker. Man, that guy. Let's go back to Tucker in just a second. Can you remind me of that? Because we want to, before we get deep into the subject matter we put on this week's set list for the show, I do want to uh, riff on a couple of things, and Tucker's one of them because I think Tucker proves a really good point. Um, And then I found a compromise for defund the police that I think everybody will get on board with. We can pull the wool right over the left's eyes. Hear me out. That's coming up 
in just a second. First, listen, I know it's three weeks running and I sound like a broken record, but I found out something today from Operation Underground Railroad's Tim Ballard, the CEO, who gave us 90 seconds of his time last week at the top of the show to explain that what you're hearing about Wayfair may or may not be true of the selling of children online through Wayfair. Specific to Wayfair. It may not be true that it's happening specifically via Wayfair, but kids are sold that way, if you remember that. Now, get this. Tim Ballard was invited to speak to President Trump and to brief him on child trafficking. Listen to me carefully. Tim Ballard was invited to come to the White House and explain how exactly children are sold so they can be raped and videotaped, and that can be shared online. And that caused more than 1,000 people to cancel their monthly donation to Operation Underground Railroad because they hate the president that much. Tim posted a Facebook story today in which he said, basically, try not to let your hate of an individual override your ability to help save children. A thousand donors, 1,000 people said, you know what's more important to me than saving kids? Hating somebody. That's an incredible thing, an incredible thing. So I'm only telling you this because like we do with products and with different charities, we're not going to ask you to be a part of something we're not personally involved in. So I committed today, and I'm not going to tell you how much, but it's not. I'm not breaking world records here, but I doubled my monthly contribution to Operation Underground Railroad. As of today, every month, I've now doubled my contribution. Now, I would invite you to help make up the thousands of people, the 1,000 people, over 1,000 people, that have abandoned children around the world because they didn't just abandon this charity. They've abandoned kids around the world. Uh, let's help pick up that slack and just give a little bit. 10 bucks. it's a $5 minimum, okay, because there's a processing fee. So $5 minimum so they can get a little bit of something out of it. But you can become a monthly donor and be an abolitionist and help fight modern-day slavery around the world. Just visit OURrescue.org. O-U-R, Operation Underground Res- uh, Rescue, rescue.org o-u-r rescue.org think of it as our rescue.org okay that would be awesome okay um hmm. here's how we here's how we win the defund the police argument are you ready okay waiting with bated breath sir we're gonna do this in real time because i just want to see how much money we can tell the left we're gonna save them all right, let's see. Where do you think we go? Right here? Budget and performance? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think this one? Okay. I like where this is headed. All right, here we go. I want you to tell your leftist friends that this is... Oh, yeah. What does that mean? $1.2 billion? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. We got it. We got it. I want you to tell your leftist friends that you know how we can cut 5,000, more than 5,000 law enforcement positions mm-hmm. around the country. Not only that. Not only that. Oh, you know what? That's not true. Hold on. That, oh, that's total. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. We're going to eliminate more than 5,100 law enforcement positions around the country and... 
and we're going to save you $1.2 billion that can be allocated elsewhere in funding. Does that sound good, leftists? Does it sound good? Then, my friend, we have found common ground. Defund the ATF. Right? Isn't it? Let's hear it from the crowd. Can we? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, hard to, I hard know. to hear over the crowd, but <laughs> I know. Chris is patting himself on the oh, back. Oh, man, what a brilliant idea. So we have we, we got to find a way to sneak this in so we can get it passed through Congress. We just need a club. Now, you remember we predicted the CARES Act. I don't know how we did that, but we predicted the CARES Act in name. verbatim in name. We even called yes. it the same thing. Absolutely. Uh, we couldn't do that again if we tried. We're going to try. So we're going to defund the ATF through something. It'll come to us throughout the night tonight. Mm-hmm. But that's all we need is a clever, catchy name. And the details of it are more than 5,100 law enforcement positions eliminated and $1.2 billion saved. Now, that, those, those are figures, by the way, from 2018. They don't have on ATF.gov, they don't have any more recent statistics for their staffing and budget. But that's yeah. what they're telling us. If you look... Back to the stats you have here, you probably got thirty million, or I'm sorry, thirty yeah. billion dollars if you were to add it all up. I mean, just since 2009, they've had more than a billion dollar annual budget every year, so it's twenty billion minimum. And then you add in all the point twos, yeah, man. What's uh, what's one point two billion divided by five thousand employees? Man, that's a crazy number to think about, isn't it? Must be. Pretty solid salary over there. <laughs> it must be nice. All that fake money for buying fake drugs. Uh, well, you know, I don't know what all the ATF does. We might be cutting out some pretty essential things, but mainly what I'm trying to say is if there's a government agency that infringes more on man's natural rights outside of the IRS. Okay, I answered my own question as I was thinking about it. Outside of the IRS, I think ATF would be number two. Like you're taxed. I mean, Coming I, I don't going. even want to think about it. Yeah, that's a whole episode in and of itself. But anyway. Literally uh, into the grave. Right. Even if you bury yourself on your own property, <laughs> which apparently is frowned upon. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right. Quick side note. I do have a friend who lives in his grandparents' house. Well, he's not a friend. He used to be. Uh, lives in his grandparents' house. And the county, he lives in Pickens, South Carolina, I believe. And the county showed up and told him he had to move the bodies. Because his grandparents, God rest their souls, were buried there on the property, you know, years and years and years ago. Out in the middle of Nowhereville, South Carolina. Okay. And then they find that, you know, the county finds out about it. Like, nah, dog, you got to, like, they have to be buried quote unquote legally and he was like nah we're good <laughs> and then they came in and forced his hand really like yeah it was a big deal to him anyway that was years and years ago but uh, i digress okay so that is our olive branch to the left if you want to defund the police feel free that's the way we can do it we can all be happy hey man i want to save money i want you to be happy you want me to be happy let's get along okay 1.2 billion dollars more than 5100 positions Save some coin, man. Save it. All right. Uh, let's let's break down what feels like a Hollywood 
conspiracy theory movie. Like this reads like a real life Vince Flynn novel, right? Yeah. Uh, you couldn't make this up. I mean, you could, and people would say, I feel like oh, people how cliche, how cliche. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't really sell as well as some things, right? But I almost feel like the public is numb to this plot line mm-hmm. because we've seen it in Hollywood so many times. Mm-hmm. That's true. We're desensitized. Burned out on it. So a federal judge in New Jersey has been targeted for an assassination after being assigned days, by the way, days after being assigned a case involving a bank that allegedly failed to flag suspicious transactions made by Jeffrey Epstein. On Sunday, a gunman believed to be wearing a FedEx driver's uniform killed the son and wounded the husband of a federal judge in New Jersey, Judge Esther Salas. Salas has been linked to the high-profile case involving Epstein that I just mentioned. She's also linked to a Real Housewives of New Jersey couple who she sent to jail, and she's investigating some drug running from some gangs. The shooting occurred at her home around 5 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Her 20-year-old son, who's a college student, was killed, and her husband, who's a defense attorney, was severely injured, still in critical condition last I heard. She was in the basement of the home at the time and not injured. The gunman fled in a car. On Monday, a man, that's today, by the way, and this is Monday night in our world. Today, a man possibly involved in the fatal shooting was found dead in New York. An attorney from New York City is suspected of carrying out the shooting. He's being investigated in connection with the shooting. Um, Now, there's something really interesting about this guy. He was found dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. I don't believe it, but we're going to get to him in just a second. Important point of note is that the United States Attorney General Bill Barr is saying, uh, on behalf of the entire Justice Department, according to Fox News, I send my deepest condolences to Judge Salas and her family on the death of their son and wish her husband a swift and complete recovery. This kind of lawless, evil action carried out against a member of the federal judiciary will not be tolerated, and I have ordered the full resources of the FBI and U.S. Marshals Service to investigate the matter. Now, if you do a Google search for uh, New Jersey, what did I do? Federal judge son killed. Here's a very interesting thing that the media is suddenly doing is they're going to say that the man, here it is. This is from BuzzFeed, which is not a reliable news source. We all know. Thank goodness you clicked on that one. Here's the headline, though. That headline's notable. Read it out, Elon. A men's right activist is suspected of killing a federal judge's son and shooting her husband. Emphasis there on men's rights activists, which I didn't right. know that was a thing no. until this. I thought that was just simply called misogyny. <laughs> right. No. Yeah, it's almost like they're lending credibility to it, right? Yeah. Uh, so he, there's the narrative, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't, I, I'm serious when I say I didn't know that was a thing. So apparently uh, the narrative that's being spun is that this guy was uh, belligerent about the fact that women don't have to register for the draft. Um, he's mad that bars in the United States have ladies nights. 
Right. Because he says that that's discriminatory. I always thought guys like that were so stupid. Like, the point is, my friend, we're stocking the pond. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about? What so is your problem? Yeah, if that's true, that guy's not real smart. Right. Well, he's dead now, so. This feels like... A rerun. <clears throat> a rerun. Exactly <laughs> right. That's a great way to say it. Like, like we said, it's so cliche. If you had to write it out and say, okay. Right. Oswald kills Kennedy. Ruby mm-hmm. kills Oswald. Mm-hmm. Who kills Ruby? Oh, snap. Ruby's got to kill himself. Make yeah, it happen. Right. And then Hillary runs out the door. Best meme I've seen in a long time, by the way, was Hillary in that FedEx driver uniform. That was kind of funny. Um, can you put that on our Facebook? I can do that. Thank you. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash Felt Recall Show and see that. That junk is hilarious. Uh, the suspected shooter was, and this is from BuzzFeed, later found dead in his car of an apparent suicide. Police reportedly found a package addressed to Silas at, as part of the investigation. On Monday, the suspect was identified as a lawyer from the, uh, or uh, as a as lawyer, he was identified as lawyer Roy Den Hallander by the office of the U.S. Attorney for the District of New Jersey, who said he was now dead. His identity first reported by the Daily Beast. Reviews of his online writings show he had repeatedly made derogatory statements about the judge's gender and race. Ergo, you know why it happened. Move on, move on, move on. Yeah. Do not worry about it. There's nothing to see yeah, here. Nothing to see. You don't need to ask any questions. Keep it moving. Please head home. Do not tell a friend. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like they really think you're stupid. If you read that and you go, oh, oh, okay, then you really need to just please stay out of the public discourse because you're not thinking critically enough to really understand what is happening here. Here's a woman. She's investigating gangs for drug running, which I'll, I'll lend some credence to that theory. Maybe the gang's after. Maybe. She gets assigned a case involving Epstein and his financial situations and banks not flagging what they should have been flagging to help shut down his operation. And come on. Come on. They try and kill her days later. Who's believing that's a thing? Who's the guy that hears that and goes, look at, look I'll at tell you what it was. Look at the rabbit hole that Epstein has created. Right. And all that has come to light and all that probably will continue to come to light. And then you throw something like this in the mix. It, it's just, it's too strange to think it's just a, a one time. This is just a strange, I don't even want to use the word coincidence. Cause there's just a no strange thing. thing that just so happened to happen. It's too to, obvious. Right. Who's listen, walk yourself through it logically. <laughs> so you you have a friend, right? You're having a beer with a buddy. You're like, oh man. Did you hear about that federal judge in New Jersey? And your buddy's like, nah, I didn't hear anything about it. You go, man, all right. Here's what happened. So this woman gets assigned an Epstein case. You know about Epstein? And your friend's like, Yeah, that dog. Glad he's dead. Right? And you're like, Yeah, me too, man. Rotten hell and all that stuff that you know you say that sounds macho. Anyway, so then you're like, well, well, then this federal judge gets assigned a case involving his financing, right? And he's like, uh-huh. And, he, and then you say, right as his ex-girlfriend is saying she has videotapes of really powerful, important people having sex with underage kids. 
and she's going to tell everybody. And everybody's like, uh-huh. And you're like, now here's what happened. She got to sign that, and two days later, her son is assassinated by a guy dressed as a FedEx driver. And then your friend goes, do they know who did it? And you go, yeah. Yeah, they think they do. They think they caught the suspect. And your friend goes, my guess would be he probably hated women and minorities. And you would say, no, listen, man, listen. Be like, yeah. No, she was, she was investigating kind of tangentially a worldwide plot to rape children by very powerful, rich people. This is what she had begun looking into as she's studying the financing involving a case. And then your friend sipping on his bush light. It's like, right. So the shooter, I bet he was like a NASCAR-loving, Trump flag-waving kind of guy, wasn't he? And then you go... Probably in the plan. <laughs> yeah. No. No, I don't think you get what I'm saying here. It was a pedophile ring of very powerful and rich people. And your buddy is just glossed over. Like, they reach a point where you would say to your friend, Wait, how but, stupid are you, Larry? We put black squares on our social media profiles. Do we? I don't know. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I don't know. When do we? Oh, for the, for the judge? Is this racial in connotation? What are we talking about right now? No, I just feel like, you know, we got to do something. I don't think you understand that it was called Blackout Tuesday because they're black people. Oh. See, Black Lives Matter. Got it. Blackout okay. Tuesday. It's starting to click. So you got to make it something was, that ties I just felt in. Like, I just felt like I'm not doing anything to help with this Epstein thing. <laughs> I see. So I just had to do something. You got to implement your hashtag activism as, as best yeah. you can. Yeah. So I was just looking for a way to help. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I told you at the top of the show, actually, if you're looking for a way to help. But kudos for trying. Anyway, it is a real-life uh, cliche novel playing out in real time. The Trump administration will look into it, so they say. I don't listen. How tight does your tinfoil hat fit? Because Trump knew this dude. Trump knew Epstein. He flew on his plane. He did all that crazy stuff with him. I don't think he flew on his plane. Trump was. Oh, he didn't. They were chummy. They're chummy. And I'm not defending him. They're a bunch of pictures together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Guilt by association, meaning. Yes. I know Clinton flew on the plane multiple times. We know Trump was friendly with the Clintons before he became a politician. How tight is your tinfoil hat? Is Trump really going to let this get looked into? How powerful are the people who could possibly be exposed if something like that really got looked into? Well, there's rumors circulating that exactly what you're saying is true, and he's going to keep it all at arm's length. I believe it. I think there's actually a lawsuit out of Florida claiming... Uh, that there was some connection there and Donald Trump perpetrated some similar crimes. But mm. I, don't, I don't know that there's any real validity to that. Wait, as as Clinton or as Epstein? What, Epstein. What do you mean? Okay. Yeah. He's got that niece going around saying everything. By the way, where was she four years ago? Yeah. She's calling this a, a matter of life and death that everyone buy her book. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> we know what you're talking about. How stupid do people really think we are? Uh, judging by the story here with the very, FedEx very driver, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, they think we are complete morons. Uh, we've got a rundown of it all on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 
Felt Recall Show. You can go to uh, FeltRecallShow.com as well, and you can find all of our social media channels there. Just click the icon, and it'll take you wherever you like to hang out. We're there, too, so come hang out with us. We do have... Another Safari Land 578 GLS holster holster that we would like to give to you. It's a compact size. Uh, we had a couple of these to give away. Last week, we asked you to tag us in your favorite comment. This week, let's do your favorite meme. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you like to post your memes. We want to see the good ones. The good ones. Uh, make it something fresh that we haven't seen before. And we'll drop this Safari Land 578 GLS holster in the mail to you completely free of charge. Slide in your Glock 19, whatever compact gun you're carrying. Uh, Smith & Wesson's fit inside as well. Specifically the uh, SDV uh, E9, the SIG P229. So these aren't like uh, really concealed carry guns. Although, you know, the Walther CCP arguably. Uh, but these are compact handgun so if you got one of those you need something for the range it is a retention holster yeah so i just wanted to double check that yeah it's got the thumb retention on it so anyway we'd like to give it to you find us on instagram or facebook vis-a-vis feltregalshow.com just click your favorite icon give us a follow and then tag us in your favorite meme this week and we'll give another one of these bad boys away it's simple we want to do it we appreciate you being here okay b block story McCloskey's, man, these poor people, if you're not aware, these are the folks, the McCloskey's are the St. Louis couple who stood outside their mega mansion and uh, basically tried to ward off an angry mob, an enraged mob coming to, uh, was it to recall or just oust the mayor of St. Louis, which by the way, demanding the resignation was what they were okay what the intention was i don't know a whole lot about st louis i know they burned it down after that kid tried to kill the cop right yep michael brown whose hands were never up they lied about that and used it as an excuse to burn the neighborhoods down because that's what you do when you feel like you've been wrong to go burn down your house and your neighbor's house and all the businesses you just devastate your economy uh i don't i don't know why they did that except that they're stupid. Uh, anyway, they burned that place down. That's about all I know about St. Louis. It doesn't seem like a fun place, but maybe it is. The point being, uh, I don't know how the mayor of such a place lives in a neighborhood where that's the house at the front. Like, there's your gate into the neighborhood. That thing is a mega mansion. Anyway. I thought it was like a <clears throat> federal building or something. Yeah, it does. It looks like it's if you've like ever a, been to D.C. near library. the White House. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, but it's not. <laughs> Smithsonian, St. Louis. That's about right. Yeah. That's about right. So the McCloskeys go out front, and they claim that the mob said they were going to kill them and their dog and burn their house down. The McCloskeys come out with a AR-15 and what we think was a Walther PPK. I don't know, some little handgun she's holding. Anyway, um, right or wrong seems to be pretty. I, I say it was a Taurus, by the way, but that's just me. I know that's neither here nor there. I just feel like arguing the point. If, if those people live in that house and they own a single Taurus, it better be one of like 10,000 guns they own and they're just avid collectors. And that's the one she was showing her friend and saying, if you can't get anything else, get this one. Well. And then the mob showed up and she ran outside with it. I was out of town when you guys were first discussing this, but I think you and Micah were talking about how they didn't look like they were very well trained. No, they definitely don't. But, I mean, 
So Who knows how so you just, would react? Just because you got a big bankroll doesn't mean you have good taste in firearms. Well, that's true. I would say your taste in firearms probably has more to do with your skill level. Ah, I see what you're saying. Good point. Okay. 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 Point taken. I agree with it. Makes sense. Uh, anyway, the McCloskeys are now being charged. St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner says that she's going to charge Mark and Patricia McCloskey with felony unlawful use of a weapon. McCloskey was on uh, Tucker Carlson, was on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. Here's what he had to say. Well, it's a totally upside-down world, Tucker. The people that broke into my neighborhood, they're all trespassing. The, the, the guy that recruited it, that planned this event, said the next day that he intended to break the law, that it was his, he needed to break laws in order to send his message. None of those people are arrested. None of those people are charged. The prosecutor, the, the circuit attorney, has apparently decided that her job as a prosecutor isn't to keep us safe from criminals, but to keep the criminals safe from us. That's a fantastic point from Mark McCloskey there on Fox News uh, with Tucker Carlson. Uh, <clears throat> absolutely. She seems to be protecting the bad guys uh, almost as if they share an agenda. Crazy how that works, huh? Think about it. Angry mob. Now, now, remember, I think we pointed this out. Tucker Carlson is a guy who has lived this exact scenario. Oh, yeah. He had an angry mob show up at his house on his lawn. He had to call the police. Remember, these folks called the police. Nobody was coming. They're not coming to help you. Defend yourself. Yeah, they were told you're on your own. Mm-hmm. In so many words. So there they go. They out there now. The city wants to throw the book at them. The same city that is releasing criminals due to COVID. Unbelievable. Now, the circuit. What is she called? There, circuit attorney Kim Gardner says she'll do a pretrial intervention program for them. Okay, so they don't have to go to jail. So it's a kind diversion of program they can take part in. Now, uh, and this is breaking. Now that they've had their weapons seized. <clears throat> right. Now, here's a question, and I don't know the answer, but I'd be interested to know if they can go get new guns because they're, they're not prohibited. It's just a matter of those guns are now evidence in a crime. Are they under indictment? Mm. If, they're, if, if she's pressing charges, then they're under indictment, and the answer to that question is no. They can't go get new guns. No. Could they be gifted a gun? I guess not, because you can't be gifted a gun if you can't legally not o- not acquire if the person it. who gifts it to them knows that they're under indictment. Mm, I don't know anything about them. Right, never heard of them. Who? Stop. <laughs> Cut. If you want to swing over, Box uh, Seventeen, you can borrow. Yeah, right. Uh, I'd I'd go stand in their house if they wanted me to. Good grief, these poor people. Now, uh, and I'm not. You know, they seem like the typical highbrow neighbors you end up with sometimes, you know, that take themselves a little too seriously. Yeah, I don't live in a big fancy neighborhood like you, Chris. <clears throat> I know. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you kind of don't want to judge them because you weren't in their position. I get all that. Um, but now that they've been, it's kind of like Trump. I was thinking the other day, I was never a Trump fan. But given the people that hate Trump, that really makes me a Trump fan. Like, I, I can't wait to go vote for the guy simply because I, I really have such a disdain. You just want to make liberals for the people that, that, yeah, for the people that now just hate him and purposefully degrade and misrepresent the things he says. 
You know, like he said, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. You got to stop the looting so the shooting doesn't start. And everybody goes, oh, see, he wants to shoot looters. No, he's telling you that these things go hand in hand. Uh, What was it last week with his press secretary where she said, let's reopen the schools and science isn't going to stand in the way of that. And everybody goes, oh, they say uh, they're going to reopen the schools anyway. Well, no, that's not what she said. She said, science proves the kids don't transmit the disease. That if they get it, it comes from an adult more than 90% of the time in some cases. So, uh, And by the way, <clears throat> that's science from the American Society of Pediatrics. Like these are high-level doctors, not your friends on Facebook, who say legitimately kids aren't transmitting the disease between each other. Look, so, I think you need to respect uh, your Facebook doctor friends. Right. Uh they did right. not go to 11 years of Facebook medical school this for is true. you to dismiss their claims. You know, I uh, I don't think even doctors know everything there is to know about COVID. I think you have to be wait, wait what a specialist in the field. Mm-hmm. And so the study I was reading this week was you're saying my proctologist doesn't <laughs> know anything about the coronavirus he might know a little he's going to understand it better than you and i do to a degree but i think if you and i put in a little legwork and we go read the editorials uh the actual virologists are writing about different studies i think we could we could also glean some knowledge I don't know. We can make our own decision. Is my point. Or your just, friend sounds like or, a like a real douche, though. Just so you or, know. Or I'm just gonna throw this out there. Yeah. Or uh-huh. I can just keep living my life. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the meme with the Amish guy? I did see that. Uh, one. See, that's, that's true. Hey, why hasn't this affected the Amish yet? Because we don't have TVs. <laughs> it's like yeah, but yeah. To a degree. All right. Anyway, how did we get off on all? all how did we go from the Klosky's to COVID? This is fantastic. Because it's 2020 broadcast. and everything. Nothing makes sense anymore. Maybe that was the point. Don't know. Let's get back at it, though. Uh, So, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt has filed a brief this afternoon, within the last few hours, that says uh, he would look to dismiss the charges. Daily Wire reporting that the brief states that Schmidt, quote, respectfully requests the court dismiss the case earlier at the uh, earliest possible opportunity. Continuing, quote, the right to keep and bear arms is given at the highest level of protection in our Constitution and our laws, including the Castle Doctrine, which provides broad rights to Missourians who are protecting their property and lives from those who wish to do them harm. Despite this, Circuit Attorney Gardner filed suit against the McCloskeys, who, according to published reports, were defending their property and safety. As Missouri's chief law enforcement officer, I won't stand by while Missouri law is being ignored. It's so political. It's so political. So we now live in a world where, as you said, oh, that's how we got onto it. They're releasing people from prison. We have that couple that's under house arrest now because they tested positive for coronavirus. So the police literally came and put ankle monitors on them. They can't leave their home (laughs) because they have coronavirus. I'm trying to, I saw that and I couldn't wrap my head around how we are, we're only doing that to two people. Right. Like if, if I'm, if I'm one of those people, I'm suing everybody. I thought, man, Babylon B is on fire today. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, it's real. But you know what's weird? I've been thinking that a lot more lately. 
Mm-hmm. Like just about every time I open social media, I click on something or I'm scrolling through and I go, ah, that's a good, that's a good one. Wait. Oh no, they're serious. Yeah. It's real. Over and over and over again. That seems to be the, the, the new thing is that the, the stories are becoming more and more absurd to the point where you think they're not real. It's like we were talking at lunch today. You were there about 1984 and using unwords and groupthink yep. and all these things that Orwell saw in our future that I think was probably born. I, I don't know. I've never read the history of why he wrote the novel, but it just, there must have been some public tenor of these of of just masses of people agreeing to do things simply because the government said it's what's right for them to do and i think the masks are a great indicator of our ability to be conditioned to things that we immediately find entirely unnatural that don't make sense to us but then we agree to do it because we're convinced it's for the greater good and i can give you a real life example you would remember uh standing in a gun store right at the beginning of this and a guy walks in and he's got a hoodie pulled up and he's got a mask on and sunglasses. Remember that? He's got a little, his little medical face mask. Yep. And I immediately drew on him. (laughs) We were like, Hey, listen, understood. But if you feel that unsafe, we're going to have to ask you to leave. You can't be in here like that because nobody can see anything about you. You got a hoodie up, you got sunglasses on, you got a mask on now. Now, I mean, now what are you going to do to him? He's got to have the mask on. Cities and states are going around telling you you got it. I mean, I would just shut the business down. I mean, it would reach a point where you would just feel like, dude, I feel so unsafe. I would feel so unsettled that that's what you have to allow When you have some businesses that that are doing just that or they're posting signs saying that they won't do business with you if you come in with a mask on. A lot of convenience stores are doing that. Unreal. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. And, And again, worth noting... This is very Colin Kaepernick of the big companies, meaning this is Nike and Kaepernick. Nike knew when they in, when they allowed uh, an endorsement to happen between them and Kaepernick that middle-aged white men don't buy their product, but young black men do. So it's a smart business decision. Nike doesn't care about Colin Kaepernick and his cause. They just don't, but they care about their bottom line. So a smart move if you care about your bottom line is to act like you care about Kaepernick's cause. It's sure. just like if you decide to start a gun store, but you don't really care about the Second Amendment and the Constitution. Well, you better start acting like you do if you want to do the most business possible. We now have a poll out. I think it was Quinnipiac who did the polling that says 86% of U.S. adults are wearing a mask in public voluntarily because they feel it's the right thing to do. And then a week later, it's just a watershed moment where you get Starbucks, Walmart, Target, Ingles, Best Buy, Best Buy, and and all of them now say mandatory. You have to have one on. We believe in the cause so much. What are you? This this started in March, right? Like March was the point where if you were really taking this seriously, if you really cared, you would have gone. Hey, you know what? For now, let's all put masks on. But what they knew is they couldn't take the revenue loss, that they had to wait and see what would happen, by the way, with general public consensus. Yep. 
You follow the trend. Follow the trend. And how was the public convinced to reach its consensus through a very left-leaning mainstream media who has inflated numbers? We know now Florida is lying about deaths. Well, it's go, lying about positive tests. But go back. There's there's tweets and, and articles out there from the CDC and the Surgeon General saying that the masks are not effective and they... Uh, and, and now they've come back and said, well, we, we told you that because we were running low on them. Right. We didn't want you guys to use them all up. Right. It's kind of funny how now that that's not a concern, everybody better have one on. Right. So it was of no real use or consequence before, but now that there's plenty to go around, you better have it. If that's the case, right, that, well, we said you didn't need them because there was a shortage, that's a let them eat cake moment. Yeah. We just decided it was okay for you to die, but not for us. Right. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> well, I did. okay, I, but I, wait a second. You knew, but you said don't worry about it? Like, that's kind of concerning. I did hear a good analogy the other day. Um, so the virus, I think they said, is 20 microns uh, in diameter. That's the size. And the holes in an N95 respirator are 400 microns. So the analogy was using these masks to try to keep the virus out is like putting a chain link fence in your yard to keep mosquitoes out. Yeah. So in in essence, most masks aren't really sufficient to do what, I what people think that they're doing. Sure. I don't know. I don't know enough about all of that to make a decision. I don't even know what a micron nay. is, so it's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around that. <laughs> well, have you seen? Well, yeah, I'm trying to pretend like I'm some kind of expert here. I'm just telling you, I, I overheard that and thought that's an interesting thought. Yeah, I'd like to know. Right? Have you seen the guy spraying the aerosol into the masks? No. Yeah. So he takes all those masks. He takes all the popular masks, and he's got like aerosol can of whatever. Yeah. And they just all spray right through the mask. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of that and, proves, and proves that like, point true then, right? He's like, I mean, you can see this stuff. Imagine, we're talking about microscopic particles. Yeah. Right? And and we think this is going to stop the transmission. But, Chris, the news has told me. The news has told me. I feel so good about it. I still go back to the numbers because I am a gambling guy. I like to... I like the thrill of, of I like to play cards because cards have odds and if you count the cards you can play the odds right so even if you're playing if you're playing blackjack you can do it but uh, even more so if you're playing like um, uh, no limit hold'em where there's a single deck and each player gets a you know set of cards two cards and there's five community cards if you know the numbers you can watch and gauge your odds of winning right and so. A good player knows that if I have a 51% chance to win, I should play it every time because I'm, I'll am i be up. Even if I lose today, if I come back tomorrow and I play it the same way, I'm more likely to win. And if I always play that way, I, I will be a winner in the long run. Does that make sense? That not being, to me, but yes. Okay. That being said, I mean, not on like a personal level. I mean, you don't want to bet your you don't want to bet your stack on fifty one percent. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not a gambler. Although you should, in, in theory. Um, what is the theory? The, uh, you read uh, Duhigg's second book, right? I haven't Did you ever read, read the that one? No. He does a whole thing I think with. You actually have my copy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He does a whole thing with uh, no guilt Annie Oakley there. there. Just, take it, take it, and read it. It's good. He does a whole thing with her about the theory of, of what it's called. But anyway, here's the point. I still can't get away from the numbers of it. The numbers of it 
do not warrant the reaction. No matter who you are, even if you tell me, well, we tamped it and the numbers are, are, are only not skyrocketing because we tamped it, I'm going to go, well, but that's, that's an argument that can't be won. You can't prove that because they just don't know enough to know. They're still arguing about whether or not children are affected by it. Like public sentiment is split, although the science seems settled that kids aren't curious. Anyway, here's the numbers. Never forget, you have less than 1% of the U.S. population affected Less than 1% even affected. And of that less than 1%, only 5% or so have died from it. You can have emphysema and you're still 95% likely to survive if you get coronavirus. I think about it like this. So uh, we've talked many times on this show about how uh, the theory of uh, uh, conversion, Republicans and Democrats, not really a real thing. Right, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, mm-hmm. uh, realignment theory. Realignment theory, yeah. So, I think of it in terms of um, Republicans used to be uh, sort of, and even in recent memory I'm talking about, sort of labeled as um, anti-science. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Democrats uh, pushed religion away and basically said, well, we're going to grab a hold of science because that's real, that's tangible. Right. We don't need to use faith or imagination, right. uh, we can actually count things, right? Mm-hmm. That's what science is, irrefutable. Now I feel like that realignment has happened uh, where you have the libertarians and the conservatives and the Republicans of the world saying, well, just look at the numbers. Look at, I mean, to your point, right? And then you have the Democrats that are clinging to fear, which is, I, I mean, I think mostly imagined yeah so it's all it's all they've got right now it's all they've got because you had this record employment rate right like things were gangbusters the stock market at all-time highs remember when i told you that the yang gang showed up at my house remind me so i'm i was home for whatever reason on a weekday and I get a knock at the door. Oh, yes, the yes, door, yes. The guy that ran for president was Andrew Yang, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's two nice people on my on my doorstep, and they want to talk to me about Andrew Yang. And I thought, well, I, got, I kind of want a little levity. Can't hurt. Middle of a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> see right. what they got to say. And the girl ends up telling me that, uh, you know, one of the biggest problems facing America, and this was... Months ago, this is long before Easily. the coronavirus yeah. thing. This is if not every, a year. Everybody's four hundred one ks were just going gangbusters, and uh, she tells me how it is doom and gloom out there. Nobody's getting by. The yeah. economy is just in shambles, yeah. and nobody's doing anything about it. And we need a guy who can get in there and right the ship. And I just, I kind of just let her go. Because in my head, I'm thinking, I have, I have more money in my pocket right now than I ever have. Yeah. My 401k has got more money in it than I can imagine. Yeah. Going up by double-digit percentage. Year to date. Yeah. Yeah. Which I never could have imagined. Yeah. I don't know anyone that doesn't have a job that doesn't want one. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Yeah. What are you talking about? You're yeah. insane. I Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's it's just... That's the, all they've got. Yeah, Fear. It's, it's the same thing. And that's exactly what... Everything that they said to me that day on my porch was in some way to elicit 
a fearful reaction out of me. Yeah. And I just kind of kept it very, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And just let them go. And the, the, the more they talked, the more that was the, it became obvious that that was the, uh, I don't want to say agenda, but more or less was to push whatever the topic was into, okay, well, yeah, I, I can see why you would say that, but everything is much worse than you think. Yeah. And because. Then, I just get hammering that in because that's all they got. Right. <clears throat> yep. And fear is the easiest emotion to sell to. I wonder if they have like a class where they go, okay, if somebody says... <laughs> Scare me more, Susan. Yeah, if somebody says that, uh, you know, whatever, problem X is a concern, and they do some sort of like mental gymnastics where they mm-hmm. they switch it to oh, the economy absolutely. and then tell you, well, the economy is just, uh, you know, we're yeah. barely getting by. Yeah. there's There's got to be some kind of training that they go through to do that because it it was so seamless and i thought wow how did we get there that didn't make any sense so funny side story uh that pertains in a way let me let me say this by the way never forget the fear is the easiest emotion to sell to right that's why the news is the news because they keep you afraid and you'll come back you'll come back tomorrow to see what you should be scared of you think of it as what do i have to look out for so i can be safe but what you're really doing is figuring out what you're supposed to be afraid of and, and what you should be angry about today. That's what the news People does for you. People that don't look like me. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Just want to make sure we're all Anybody that looks here. different, you yeah. should fear them. Yeah. That's exactly what the news would have you believe. And uh, and and when you look at industry, um, you know they want to sell you. Mostly, uh, we've probably talked about it before on, on the podcast. I know we've talked about it in person, but. Um, they want to sell you mostly on on lifestyle branding, right? Like, this is who you are. If you buy our product, think of yeah. They want you to fit into a, a easily uh, recognizable box. They want you to be who who you imagine you are. Sure, they, they yeah, want they project they, yourself on it. But, well, yeah, but what they want to tell you is, okay, this is who you think you are. But if you buy our product, you become that. Sure. Okay. Um, everybody does it. Pay attention. Everybody does it. It's, it's kind of it's the dancing guy with marketing one hundred and one earbuds. Right? Yeah, At, well, it it wasn't always. I think Apple changed it. Starbucks was an early. Um, they were early on board with that idea of the lifestyle branding. It wasn't always a thing. I mean, it's always been. What problem does your product solve? And that's still a legitimate way to sell something. Because back it up to fear. Yeah, I watch you're, the you're Lincoln commercials. And whatever think, it is, I just want to be a guy <laughs> driving in my Lincoln, drinking some wild turkey bourbon. I just want to be stoned out of my mind. Yeah, that's a guy I can't figure out on Matthew McConaughey. Like he Good really luck. straddles the fence on some things, huh? Because you want to like him, and then he shows up on YouTube talking about. I know I'm guilty of white racism. That's just in my blood, it's in my DNA because I'm white. Dude, you married an immigrant. What could you possibly be talking about right now? Are you high? Probably. Yeah. Are you I stupid? So. It's starting to look that way. But he seems like a really nice guy. He really does. Like, legitimately, when I watch him in interviews, I think he seems like a really nice dude. And I happen to know for a fact, by the way, that he released a movie. I can't remember what the name of it was. But he went on a very... Um, non-traditional 
highly unpublicized RV tour and camped at a bunch of campgrounds and would go around and talk to people. And we, and we had like a friend of a family friend who are campers and met him and said he was just the nicest guy that came and hung out by the fire, talked about his movie that was coming out. His RV was painted for the movie. And he just traveled the country for a couple of months promoting his flick. So seems like a nice dude, but I can't get on board with all that. But anyway, back to the point. Yes, you put a guy like McConaughey in the driver's seat of a Lincoln and he's sharply dressed and he looks good and he talks right. And you think to yourself, that's who I wish I was. And what you don't realize is that Lincoln thinks wants you to think that should you buy the Lincoln, you become that. That's Mm -hmm. what you become. And so fear is a great motivator to buy things. Uh, Spoken from a guy that works in marketing for the firearms industry, right? Like fear is a great (laughs) motivator to buy things. Um, But there is is the need, I think, I don't even think it's true. There's the need for companies to remind you, of uh, of what problem they're solving, but largely today it's all based in fear, and I think that's a lot of where the coronavirus stuff comes from. You look at these companies who are now. What was it we saw the commercial for today? Like discountcoffeemugs.com, discountmugs.com, or something like that. And now they're making face masks that have their web address on it, but you can get it in rainbow colors. Go figure, and and uh, camouflage and all that. But they've pivoted to doing that. Uh, the company I buy a lot of the leather that's in the office from. Sat back leather they do that now you know they're making face coverings and everybody's on board because it's, it fear is a great opportunity for companies to make money and and it's a great opportunity for really large news organizations to continue to make money as well so i think you have to be careful with that and i think you have to acknowledge that this has affected a very small percentage of the population it has affected a very small percentage of the population now i still with such a small percent i know three people now that have had it Three people, and they're all better, and they're all okay. But I've heard other differing stories. We heard uh, last week of the healthy, quote-unquote, healthy 37-year-old who contracted it and died within a few days. But I think we will find, and I don't know, but I think we'll find there's an underlying condition that was undiagnosed there because that's who it's killing, are people with underlying health yeah, issues. Yeah, I think that's uh, that seems to be the... Uh common thread there yeah and we know that florida if you die in a motorcycle accident right. they'll label it a covid death so anyway i think we have to be really really careful with that and i don't even know how we got here from where we were but the point is uh i'm kind of ready for everybody to calm down and if they want to put the mask mandate in place uh then let your dollars speak and just stay out of those stores if you're unhappy with it don't go out and cause trouble for people like the old man shoving his way into walmart that we've all seen now on the internet and the people going the guy that went into costco and made such a big deal about it being a free country guess what comes with a free country a free market right free marketplace where businesses are allowed to tell you a you have to wear a mask and also b i'm not baking your cake because i don't agree with what the cake's for they're allowed to do those things that should be equally accepted by everybody involved should be Mm -hmm. of course only one of those is right but And if we apply the principle equally, it would be accepted. All right. Uh, Hey, what's the best rifle you can buy on the market today for less than $1,000? There's probably quite a few. We would argue the Springfield Armory Saint 
should be up there in consideration. They've got a few iterations of that rifle, but you can see how we feel about the Springfield Armory Saints in our YouTube video about it. FeltRecoilShow.com. Click on the YouTube icon, and you can look up our video review of the Springfield Armory Saint. Hear uh, how we felt it shot and why we think it's one of the best ARs you can get for less than a 1000 bucks. And it's probably, I mean, if you look at the original Saint right now, it's probably... A couple bills under a thousand easy, right? Because originally, range yeah, right now. So the price came down on a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. As I'd they go look into models. that. Yeah, and there's some. There's a lot. Listen, I'm put one other thing out there. There's a lot of great companies making a lot of rifles right now. So if you're in the market for an AR, um, don't disregard other companies. But we think Springfield's Saint is uh, one of the best. They have a great warranty on it as well. Uh, I wish they'd get away from the gun bunnies. <laughs> You've ridden that train. Stop. Okay? Nobody cares what a bunch of women who've never shot a gun before think about the gun. Sorry, but, but not but sorry. Chris. Yes. Yoga pants. Mm. Check out our YouTube review of the Springfield Armory Saint. FeltRecoilShow.com. It's on our blog as well, if you click over there. Okay, real quick. <clears throat> this week's Voda is, uh, unfortunately, anyone who shared this meme about uh the time today if you don't know what i'm talking about allow me to explain there is a meme floating around that says this is all it says tonight at 8 20 and 20 seconds in military time it will be 20 20 20 so that's 8 20 and 20 seconds 2020 for the year this only happens once in history (laughs) okay if you read it once you go, oh, that's crazy, yeah, and you share it. Yeah, cool, man. But I want you to slow down and think about this. This is a time of day, <laughs> okay? Setting so the date specific anything outside of the year. 2020 is 8.20 in military time. You will have 8.20 p.m. in 20 seconds every day of the year 2020. So it actually will happen Many, many more times. Also, for the rest of the year. Yeah, that gentleman pointed out it's a leap year. So it's actually going to happen 366 times <laughs> this year. So one more than normal. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, if you're, I mean, what are we really looking at here? We're looking at a, a typical nobody reads anything. Isn't and this it, is a result you get. It's such a great example of where we are with social media these days because it popped up in my news feed uh three times within the hour and i thought wait a second why do people keep posting this am i missing something how many dumb friends i have <laughs> it's one of those you know sometimes things happen and everyone around you agrees with it and you go okay am i the dumb one but then you're convinced no it's not me everybody else is wrong that's how i felt with that okay hey listen thanks for hanging out make sure you subscribe Give us a review wherever you like to get your podcasts. We would love to hear what you think of the show, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. So download Anchor. Make sure you find us on Spotify. If you're already getting your uh, music, et cetera, et cetera, from Spotify, search Felt Recall Show on there, and you can listen to us at your convenience. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of the Felt Recall Podcast.